Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Talk Talks. This is our fifth episode, and we are it's kind of a continuation of uh, episode number four, where we sat down with Nurse Emily, and we learned a lot about cerebral palsy and how the Oxford Center treats that from one standpoint. And today, I have a special guest, um, Dr. Alicia Heisey. She hates when I call her Dr. Heisey, uh, but she has a doctorate in physical therapy. And she's going to talk to us about um, kind of what makes her different from the the physical therapist standpoint, um, what makes her specialized, and then kind of go over some of the things that we offer here at the Oxford Center um, that we treat cerebral palsy with all the time. Um, So before I get into that, I wanted to kind of talk about one of the biggest reasons we came as a family, uh, me, my wife, Emily, and Gracie, our little girl with cerebral palsy, we came to the Oxford Center. We originally came because we... Um, did found some research and someone brought up to us that hyperbaric oxygen therapy um, might be able to treat cerebral palsy. And so we started researching, we set up a discovery session. And um, I remember being in there with uh, nurse Elizabeth and, and Tammy, the CEO, and we were going through all this. And she said, uh, Tammy said, we also offer, you know, an excellent physical therapy program and PT and OT and speech. And I'm like, no, don't worry about, it. we're only interested in hyperbarics. Um, Grace is, I think, five years old at this time, uh, and maybe four, um, I was set on just looking at hyperbarics until they took us on a tour. And we've been in physical therapy since nine months. So I have been, and we've been through several physical therapy centers. And when we went back and saw the physical therapy department here, it was unlike anything I'd ever seen. Um, I, I saw this massive, you know, uh, cage on what three sides and this universal has this exercise unit universal exercise unit um, and had these suits hanging with all these bungees and just stuff i i'd never seen or experienced before and i said what is that and that's when tammy's like that's our intensive suit therapy and i said tell me more um, and we were so impressed with not just the therapy the suit therapy but uh, hyperbarics and then just the, the people just they're such wonderful people here uh, Grace loved everybody. She gave everyone hugs and and smelled their hair. <laughs> you know how she All is. All the lovely things. Gracie All the does. lovely things Gracie <laughs> does, and she just she fit right in. Everyone loved her. She loved everyone, and we signed up. Um, and fast forward a year and a half, our goal was for Gracie to, to learn to walk, and she took her first steps in the center. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was hyperbarics. I think improved her from a cognitive standpoint, mm-hmm. but suit therapy helped her to walk. 100%. And so uh, I wanted you to come on this program to talk a little bit about Alicia, um, what you do, how you do it, and then talk about what you do from the Oxford Center standpoint um, and how it kind of differs from from other centers. So first, who is Alicia? Tell us, uh, you know, I know that you're a doctor in physical or have a doctorate in physical therapy, mm-hmm. but you also specialize in things and have maybe some certifications and whatnot. So Thank tell you. me about yourself. So yeah, so beyond just being the doctor of physical therapy, it's a clinical doctorate. Um, I am board certified in neurological conditions. So I have my neurological clinical specialization certified through the American Physical Therapy Association. Wow. Yes. Um, so with that, I actually started this journey in brain injury. So in addition to that, I'm a certified brain injury specialist. So that is kind of where my passion and everything had started. Um, I treat much differently from the orthopedic physical therapist. Um, We do everything brain-oriented. So we look at the entire body and how it impacts daily function. 
Hmm. Um, there are many, many similarities to what they do in the orthopedic setting, but the orthopedic setting, they are phenomenal at, you know, your single joint issues or your chronic pain, all of those other pieces. Whereas the neurological injury is the brain, the spinal cord, and all of those challenging pieces that come along with the complexity that is the neurological system. So we treat much differently um, here. And you're, I want to bring this up, you're also married to a doctorate of physical therapy who's an ortho guy, right? He is, yes. He's an ortho guy. (laughs) So do you guys have... uh, I don't know, spats, do you, do you compare on which physical therapist is better? He knows you're better, doesn't he? <laughs> he will say that every time. <laughs> he's he's great. He really is. Um, but neuro is not his not his forte. Yeah. And the standard ortho is not mine. So, you know, it's very fun in the fact yeah. that we have two very separate interests in the same field. Um, so, so many of the things that he sees in his clinic – I can use here and Mm. vice versa. So there are a lot of times where I'm like, I'm really stuck. I can't get through this one piece. He's like, oh, that's, you know, we do that all the time. That's this for low back pain, but you could use it this way. And it's really fun to bounce ideas off of him just because he has a totally different way of looking at things compared to what I do. And same way for him. He has a complex type of case. He's like, oh goodness, what in the Mm -hmm. world do you do? I'm like, oh, we do it this way. And right. so it's it's very different, but there's a lot of overlap still. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That really is. Um, and so now at the Oxford Center, um, you treat both, you can do both neuro and ortho, mm-hmm. correct? Uh, so, you know, no matter what somebody's dealing with, uh, that's something that, that we can help them with for yes. sure. Yep. Okay. Awesome. I love it. So talk to me, um, and, and I know a lot about this just because Gracie spent, let's see, four times six, what is that, 24? 24, 24 to... 28 weeks in suit therapy uh, every day. And I videoed the whole thing. Um, I don't know if you ever watched Gracie's videos, but I I, I put them online and uh, it was, we were, we participated in it, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, that made the most difference in her life. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember after our first session, um, we came here, we got cut about a week or week and a half short because of COVID. And uh, we had to buy new pants for her because she had grown so much muscle in her legs. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to physical therapy every week, but it's only for like 45 minutes. And um, when you're in it for three hours a day, five, five days, days a week, week, she made progress. Yes. Um, and we signed up for round two, like as soon as we could. Mm-hmm. So tell me about suit therapy. Cause it's something that, again, we had been in several clinics. I have never seen it. What is it? I want all the details. So suit therapy in and of itself is an intensive therapy program. It is, like you said, it is three hours a day, five days a week. Usually we recommend at least four weeks. Six is great. And it's multiple sessions. Um, So, you know, you come in with a functional goal and we very much so specify to that one goal. And that is what we focus on. Mm. So all of the kiddos or young adults or adults that are coming for the suit therapy are coming for one reason. And that's most of the time to get better, right? So taking it back just a little bit to cerebral palsy and how the suit therapy can help cerebral palsy. A lot of the times with cerebral palsy, there's so many different presentations. The one that the intensive suit therapy can help with is the the function side. Um, The Intensive therapy can help because we 
go at it like we're training a high-level athlete. Mm. And that is what it takes to truly get those immense benefits. No athlete is going to train for 45 minutes once a week to get to any sort of outcome. It just doesn't happen. There's, There's no way. And so those that have those immense deficits, a lot of times they're bedridden or they're wheelchair ridden for a while, a long while. So their developmental delays trigger that. And so like Gracie, who was not walking at the age of four, and usually, you know, that walking usually starts about year one, but standing starts even before that. So you're looking at three years of muscle use improperly. Our bodies are meant to work against gravity. So when you have a kiddo laying in a bed or supported in a wheelchair, their bodies never have to work against gravity. So their muscles actually change in fiber orientation and fiber type. So there's multiple different fiber types. Our bodies have to work isometrically against gravity. When your fiber types start to change, you can no longer do that. And just training someone 45 minutes a week is never going to change that actual down to the core. What is the big issue is that muscle fiber isn't the right type. So the suit therapy. Is that something that you can make it the right type? We can. But it takes takes the intensive therapy. It really does take doing those motions day after day, fatiguing them and making them work harder to get there. Mm -hmm. If we don't work it hard enough and we don't work it consistent enough, we're, we won't make those changes and we're just fighting an uphill battle that we aren't going to make those improvements. Right. So the suit therapy in of, of itself moves through those different muscle fiber types to actually support the body in a weight bearing position. So that is kind of the big premise to it. Um, so yes, the suit is this really cool system of all these bungees. Um, it was actually used by astronauts because similarly, when you go up into space, you don't have gravity pulling on you and your muscle fibers start to change when you don't have that same force. Hmm. Our bodies are meant to do that. That's why for so long those astronauts would come back and be all loosey-goosey when they came back because right. their bodies could not support them in gravity. So they developed the system for those astronauts up in space to give them that same feeling when there wasn't that gravitational pull. So they That's could start be weird. to change the muscle fibers with this help of this external system. Yeah, that's got to be weird coming back from space yeah, and not having really to use weird. your muscles the same way mm-hmm. uh, and not having any gravitational pull on you and then all of a sudden Boom. you feel like you're yeah. a million pounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. So they developed this for astronauts. If you could um, explain what the suit looks like and we may be able to put a picture up here. I don't know, but we'll figure it out. But yeah, what does it look like and how does it kind of work? Okay, so there's multiple pieces to it. So there's a chest piece, a pelvic piece, two knee pads, and then um, you can use various shoes. We tend to use the Mimos, um, but the various shoes. So between these pieces, the chest piece and the pelvic piece, we can really bungee the core. Everything starts in the core. If you don't have a core, you really can't use your arms because you need the stability from the core to reach and know where you're at in space. So a lot of the bungees go particularly on the core. Mm -hmm. The legs and the knee pieces down to the feet come later. You have to have the core first. So it's this very complex chest piece with all these little hooks on it so I can move the bungees in multiple different directions depending on whether I want to, you know, facilitate a movement or inhibit it or add a little extra resistance or a little extra support. We can change the direction of the bungees, how wide, how narrow, how tall, all of these other pieces. There's different 
directions of the bungees to facilitate different muscle groups. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's why they did that. I, I mean, mm-hmm. she got in this suit every day. Yeah. And uh, it was always a task putting her in it. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I have a picture of her. Um, we used to, you know, make her stand against uh, one of those benches, you know, mm-hmm. that had blue on them. Okay, bench. And I have um, her PT was was hooking up like her legs or something and grace is standing on her head with one with <laughs> she's laying on the ground she's standing on her head like what's up um but i remember that um and there was always seemed they changed mm-hmm. like every day we were doing yep. like the setup was slightly different yes um to accomplish that goal and it, it works mm-hmm. so well it does huh it gives me about 20 extra sets of hands so yeah. things that i would need to hold or support or stabilize i can do that with those bungees so then I can focus my time and energy on all of those functional tasks and the true reason why you're here. Right. Yeah. So is it about resistance or is it something different than that? Simplistically, resistance, okay. but it's so much more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Grace isn't going to lift weights. No. Um, so. No, but if I can have her body right. working against itself, I can build strength and endurance and change those muscle fibers without her having to work at it. Right. The other piece of it is that I can't, Little Gracie, bless her little heart. I can't tell her to, all right, do a sit-up. Let's work on your core. Right. <laughs> nope. So Even the, if she understood what you were saying, she's, she's not going to do it. She's <laughs> got stuff to do, places <laughs> to go. She's a busy little one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now that she's walking, she's just oh my goodness. cruising everywhere. Yeah, her like she owns time. the place. Oh, yes. It's nuts. And I can hear her when she's mad. Oh, yeah. Like, she wants to go here, and I know I can hear the <laughs> She's mad. She yeah. wants to go. So I get it. So is... Um, it, we'll try to get a picture put up so that people can actually see what the suit is. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, when it was explained to me originally, <clears throat> they utilize this therapy in lots of other countries. Yes. Um, but in the U.S., for some reason, it's not taken off for whatever reason. Do you have – did you have to get special training? How did this work to get, like, the ability and the knowledge to do this? I did have to get special training. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there are courses held through the TheraSuit um, company oh, okay. um, specifically for this one. So I'm TheraSuit trained. Um, and certified, I think is what it is. Yeah. Um, so yes, you do. Awesome. So is there a difference between, you talked a lot about intensive therapy mm-hmm. and then you talked about suit therapy. Is is there a difference? We did, I don't know if there's a difference, we did both, I assume, but. So they, they go together. Okay. So suit, suit therapy is a portion of intensive therapy. Not everyone is appropriate to wear the suit, but they can still be appropriate for intensive therapy. Got it. The suit is a great, great tool to be used in the suit, just like the UEU, the Universal Exercise Unit, um, that is used as a part of that intensive therapy. The suit is used in the intensive therapy. Got it. Okay, got it. So it's all like an intensive therapy program, mm-hmm. and suit is it can be part of that mm-hmm. if if it if it makes sense. Yes. So tell me a little bit about how you treat cerebral palsy mm-hmm. using intensive therapy, which may or may not include. Suit therapy. Who would be a good candidate for that? Big picture. That's a, yeah, it's a pretty broad question. I get um, that. <clears throat> anyone who wants to make those next functional outcomes. Um, those people who are frustrated in that 45 minutes once a week timeline. Unfortunately, insurance is a big piece of that. So mm. the intensive suit side of it is not um, not a covered benefit in the United States yet. Oh. Um, so it is, you know, it's right. a dedication. It really yeah. is. Um, but the progress we can make right. is is the is the key. Um, 
we do a lot of Oh, goodness. Stretching yeah. to make sure that those joints are ready and can support having this resistance put on. You know, it's it's very hard if you don't have the right muscle mass, the right muscle tone. So we got to wake up a lot of those muscles. We got to get them moving. Um, we got to make sure that the brain is aware that this is a piece of the body again, because for so long, if you aren't moving that, the brain remaps itself to focus on the things that are most prevalent for itself. Um so we have to work on that remapping piece of the brain, the learning. Uh, the nice part about kiddos is their brains are so plastic. They can they can mold, they can change, they can reshape. Um, not saying that adults can't. It just right. takes a little bit longer. It's a little bit more challenging. Can be done. It has been proven. Um, <laughs> I love it. But the, you know, we start with the the stretching, the making sure the body is ready for it. And then we go into the strengthening component. We need to work all of these muscles and get them ready to support, support them against gravity. And then we use the suit initially to help. And then as we progress and those kiddos get stronger, the young adults get stronger, the big adults get stronger, we then change how that suit is designed and oriented to then make it harder. So then we start using it as resistance. So it's support until they can start doing it and then it's resistance. We can keep building on that. And it's that nice step-by-step sequential progress intensively every single day. Yeah. For a long time every day. Yes. And that's what <laughs> I truly believe. That's what <clears throat> I think Grace at some point back home when we lived in the Toledo area, she was she was destined to walk. I mean, there were times we thought it may never happen. We really mm-hmm. did. Um, but they want to. <clears throat> they do. Kids want to walk. And she's stubborn. Like yes. she has to yes, figure out is. in her mind <laughs> that what we want her to do is actually more efficient. Yes. Um, because in her mind, if it's more efficient for her to crawl, she's going to do that. Mm-hmm. And until we can prove to her, mm-hmm. no, walking's a lot easier, a lot faster. You can do all kinds of cool stuff. She won't do it. Um, but anyway, so, but from 45 minutes a week down in Toledo, I don't know if, if at this point, she's been walking for what, a year, year and a half mm-hmm. now. I don't know if, if she would be walking yet because we needed that intensive side of things uh to really to really make it happen and alicia touched on or you touched on a, a second ago about the expense of it um <clears throat> i remember that mm-hmm. uh we spent a lot of money on therapy and, and travel for us being from toledo in in 2020 um and there are ways there are foundations out there, there. are there really are um there's one thing that we did was health well foundation uh was able to pay for some things um so if, if our viewers have you know, kids or adults with cerebral palsy, Health Wealth Foundation might be a good um, <clears throat> option to look at. Mm-hmm. So I got something stuck in my throat. The second option uh, that made the most difference for us was the Oxford Kids Foundation. Yes. We would not be here. And we're going to do an episode on the Oxford Kids okay, Foundation. Good. Um, Tammy does not want to do it because every time I've seen her tell the story, she balls like a baby. <laughs> um, it means a lot to her. It does. Um, but the Oxford, we would not be here if it weren't for the Oxford Kids Foundation. Um, they paid for like three quarters of our third round mm-hmm. and probably half of our fourth round um, because we were, I was just out of money. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I was, I owed money. I was in debt because of, you know, to make this. But for us, we saw the benefits and I would rather have tried it and failed yes. than to always wonder if it was going to work. Mm-hmm. It worked. So we lucked out. Um, <laughs> so <clears throat> speaking of PT, and I want to transition just, just a hair. Mm-hmm. I know that you have a huge heart for children with autism. Yes. And um, I know for us, it was never an option for Gracie to not have physical therapy because she's in our ABA program. She gets speech, OT, and she gets PT 
every day and okay. it's that's just how it always is because that was her big need. Mm-hmm. But I know that we talked um, maybe a couple weeks ago that you feel that you can help even though maybe from the parent standpoint, a, a child, you may, you may go, I don't think they need PT. You think that there's, there's some benefits to it. Absolutely. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? Because that, to me, I, I look at a kid and I see him like, eh, I don't need PT. But you're like, no, because we could work on this, this, and this. What are those things? Oh, yeah. wow. That is that is a difficult question to answer because every kid is different. Yeah. Um, so a lot of PT will look at, a lot of people in general, yeah. will look at the kid and say, oh, they're walking, they're running. They're kind of playing. They're good. Yeah, they're good. They'll grow out of it. They'll be fine. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so there's so many components that we can look at. So coordination, clumsiness. Yes, they are common. But what is what is that level? How clumsy should that kid be versus how mm. coordinated should they be? Those little pieces make so much of a difference in that kiddo's development. If that kid walked early versus if they walked late, did they maybe skip some of their milestones? Crawling is a fundamentally important milestone. Did they skip that? Because if so, their vision may not be coordinated with their brain the way it needs to be because they never had to look up to visually track something that was right in front of them. And now all of a sudden they jump to walking. Their vision is totally different from that level because they skipped that mid-ground. They never had to search the ground to look up. Um, So how is that going to transition into as they continue to developmentally progress? That's one instance. Um, Does that kiddo know where they're at in space? Are they tracking along the wall? If so, they don't really know where they're at in space because their body never mapped itself. So now we need to look at them and say, oh, they're walking just fine. Yeah, great. But no, not really, because they need the wall to figure out where they're at. And so the, all of those pieces are make a big difference in how that kid can keep progressing and keep growing and keep meeting those new challenges as they face them without them being this big feat. Um, yeah. And so there's so many little components that it really takes a certified person such as myself or an OT or a speech therapist to peg those out and say, no, he really does or she really does need this because without X, Y, and Z, we can't make it to this next goal because they will be stuck here. Um, And so coordination is a big one. Yeah, absolutely. We require a flight pattern in order to run. If that kid can't jump, can't sequentially make himself leave the ground, he will never be able to run. He'll just do this little fast walkie thing for the rest of their life. That's what Grace is doing right now. <laughs> it is. She's, She's so trying close, though. though. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so trying to figure out if we can coordinate and, you know, is it the brain piece or is it they really just don't know how, how to jump? So many of my kids um, here right now can't coordinate how to jump. They want to and they get all excited about it and they start and they can't leave the ground. Wow. Um, so, but they can walk just fine. They're going down the hallway. They're right. kind of giggling and laughing with everyone. They can't jump. So there's so many little pieces um, that a, a skilled professional can pick out right. that can help immensely as they continue in their growth journey. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we'll try to encourage you know more people. I, I, I don't know very much about it. I've, I'm just a marketing guy. Um, but I see things. You've been through it though. I have been through it. I Mm -hmm. see things and I'll, I'll, uh, you know, watch a kid do something. I'm like, what if they're in PT? Cause I think, (laughs) I think, I think Alicia could help Mm -hmm. with that. You know, um, they're getting along fine Mm -hmm. and they'll probably get along fine in in life. But I think that if they were in PT and they were getting all the help that 
they can get at the Oxford Center, which mm-hmm. is one thing that makes us special is our synergistic approach. We yes. offer everything we can. Um, if they took advantage of all those services, they could get Where there could faster be? or better mm-hmm. or yes. you know, jump higher and, and just excel better. So I think I think that's awesome. I wanted to touch on that just a little bit. Yes. Uh, I think it's I think it's it's pretty cool what we what we can offer here. We really can. And we can really make such a good difference in all of these kiddos' lives. Yep. Yep. I and young agree. adults. Yes, and that's for that true. Matter, outpatient adults. We've got, <laughs> for sure. We have um, the whole spectrum here. That brings up another question. So obviously you treat a, a lot of children with autism. Mm-hmm. You treat, you know, um, we talked about cerebral palsy. What are other conditions that you feel really need you and not an ortho person? What, what are, what are, tell me, I want some conditions. I want where somebody goes, nope, I shouldn't just go to Bob's uh, PT's whatever clinic. I need to go see Alicia. So my specialty is that neuro side. Okay. So all of those neuro diagnoses, um, they really need someone who specializes in neuro to treat a neuro diagnosis. If you want to come in with a shoulder pain and you have a complex shoulder issue, I will tell you flat out, I may not be your person because you deserve the best treatment you can get. And that may be someone who has a shoulder specialization. I have a neuro specialization yeah. and that is what my passion is. So those diagnoses, traumatic brain injury. I, I'm a certified brain injury specialist. That is, that is what I do. That right. is my, that is my, that is my joy. Um, spinal cord injuries, stroke, um, you know, anoxic brain injuries. They fall into that traumatic category, but they present very differently. Um, you know, I've treated those with Friedrich's ataxia or other ataxic syndromes, um, Huntington's disease, all of these ones that Parkinson's disease is another one. Yeah. Um, we have certified LSVT loud and certified LSVT big here. So we can, we can do that full Parkinson's intensive program, um, here and then pair that with HBOT and neurofeedback and all of the other fun things that we offer and see really cool gains. So those are just some, there are so many neurological diagnoses out there that in some way, shape or form end up with a physical impairment, um, of some sort. Yep. And that is, that is what I remember, I um, when you started, <clears throat> it was what a year and a half ago, maybe somewhere in there a year ago, but year, um, uh-huh. and, uh, I, I met you, everything was going great. You're learning, you're getting, you know, patients helping people. Um, but I knew that there was something different about you when I saw one of your patients, <laughs> like walking around with robot legs. Yes. And I'm like, what is that? I've never seen anything like that. Mm-hmm. And we've been to PT clinics since Grace was nine months old, you know, mm-hmm. and I've never seen any, and, and she's just walking on. Yep. <laughs> and I remember asking you, like, what is that? You, and I believe your answer to me was, I, I will always think outside the box. Mm-hmm. And if I can find a technology or a system or something to help somebody recover better, mm-hmm. we'll do it. We'll do it. I love it. Yes. Um, I think that's, it, it just goes above and beyond. So that and, particular patient, his goal was to walk. And so I sought out specialized training in order to get him that robot so he could walk. I love it. Yes. So yep. he, he does. He walks around with a robot. But that was his, that was his big goal was yep. to be able to walk. And we <laughs> made that goal a reality. I love it. Absolutely mm-hmm. love it. Well, thank you very much very for being here today mm-hmm. and going through a lot of this stuff. I, I learned several things that Good. I've always been interested in. And I'm pretty well versed in this, you know, having a, a daughter with cerebral palsy. So uh, we'll close this episode out. Um, please join us um, next Thursday for that episode. Uh, 
I'd love to see everyone subscribe uh, and get notifications. And uh, <laughs> so you get to see every episode for us. So thank you for joining us today for Talk Talks. We'll see you next week.